Hello, my name is Sherilyn and I'm a music teacher from Malaysia. In this podcast, you will hear me share stories about my teaching career and other stuff that interests me such that I want to share with you. Stay tuned and listen to what's coming next in this episode. Piano teaching today is interesting and challenging. When I was between five to six years old, my mom took me to a neighborhood piano teacher and that's where I first learned to play the piano. According to my mother, as my memory has failed me, that teacher's lessons were boring and when I did not do well, I would get hit with a ruler on my fingers and I would cry. And due to that kind of learning environment, I stopped learning for a year. But my house already has a piano and my parents especially my mother felt it was a pity that such a beautiful instrument was left laying in the corner of the house and it was a beautiful upright kawaii piano so my mom used her free time to learn the piano instead so i would watch her play learn new songs and it was a different piano teacher and i guess my interest rekindled because my mom made me promise that when i continue i will not stop learning and yes I really did not stop learning the piano up until my university days. Today and just two years ago, I started teaching the piano seriously. And as I started to teach, I had to recall about the piano method books that I researched and studied about back in my bachelor degree days. It was during my lecturer's piano pedagogy classes that me and my classmates, we would do research and analyze the method books that are available locally and we will go back to our hometowns and you know dig up for all our method books that we used before so for me i have used 10 little fingers by oxford my classmates would have used other books that are written by local piano pedagogies like Ng ying ying lina Ng, and there were many alfred books and also john thompson books that were used as well so it was through that class that I gained an insight about piano method books. And I didn't know about it. I didn't know that oh, there was the middle C approach. There was the C and G position. There was the intervallic approach. Landmark reading approach. Things like that. And that has been very useful knowledge for me now. Because as I browse method books these days, I will look at the method being used in that particular book. And I will always try to use as many types of books as I possibly can for my students. Because I don't want to be the one horse trick teacher that only know how to use one book. I think it's very important that as a teacher, I should know what are the available methods and what are the available publications that are offered to me locally. And I should try my best to learn how to use them so that I can best cater to the needs of my students. Though that class was helpful in helping me to make decisions today, but it is not always that I make the right decisions for my lessons or for my students. Because student learning and behavior will change. And especially in the 21st century, students need to be stimulated. They can't just follow books. And it gets boring over time when I keep using the books. I'm not sure about other teachers, but I try following through books as much as possible. But students always felt bored. So I knew that I can't just stick to that anymore. 
And to maintain their interest, I knew that I have to use some other tricks in the bag. Although I can use technology in lessons, but I feel today children are facing too much stimulation from digital devices. Once in a while, I will bring my iPad for the lessons, but not always. I find that students get too engrossed. So in the past week, I decided that I will look for online resources which I can print out and I can laminate. And that's because I own a little mini stationery shop in my house. <laughs> uh, last year, I, I tried making some card games. So I decided to do some online shopping and buy some laminating sheets, a, a budget laminating machine, print paper, color paper, you know, anything to help me with making my lessons interesting. So I did find a couple of good games that I could print and laminate from teacherspayteachers.com. It's a very good site for teachers to share resources and sell resources. Personally, I also have uh, some of my resources on Teachers Pay Teachers and you can look for it there uh, with my handle, Share the Music. Among the free resources for piano teaching in Teachers Pay Teachers, I have found several games that I thought were very interesting for piano teaching. Among the games that I found interesting is called Fishing for Pears and is created by Georgina Wilson of greensidemusic.co.uk. It is a pairing game and is fun for playing in groups or even one-to-one. -one. And I found it most useful when I was teaching one of my private students as she liked the element of games and, and I believe she is not very exposed to card games. And so it looked very interesting when I printed out the material and laminated it and cut it out. Another game which I think is really good for rhythm learning is called Hoppy Frog. And it is a game board that you have to print out and there are tokens in the shape of frogs and there are also game cards. I have yet to try this game but I think it will be very good for my beginner students. There are also several TPT teachers who created musical instrument flashcards and there is one which I really like because uh, on one side it has the picture of the instrument and behind the instrument it will tell you the name and its origins. And I thought that well that's really nice, I would like to introduce some instruments uh, aside from the piano. And I think it will be great to expand their knowledge about where these instruments are from. Another game which I have already tried out is called Musical Dominoes. It's really nice as it's a game for two players, just nice for me and my student. And it's such that one side of the card has the keyboard and highlighted key. And the other side will indicate that key in its clef. And in this game, the treble clef is used. I did wish that there was a bass clef version and I wouldn't mind buying it, but I guess I would have to create one of my own uh, when I have the time. <laughs> so these are the games which I thought was very... So these are the games which I thought are very useful and they are really good for busy teachers like me. So if you're interested about these games, I will share the link to those games in the podcast episode. I'm really thankful that there's such a website like Teachers Pay Teachers because there are many generous teachers there who offer their resources for free. But at the same time, these resources are life-saving because when you are running out of ideas or you simply don't have the time to create your materials, TPT is your one-stop solution for all teacher problems. 
And by trying out the free resources, you can also gauge the quality of the resource provided by that creator. And I think that is cool. So I do have such free resources on my own TPT store. So yes, piano teaching today is interesting and challenging. Interesting because there is a need to use more than what is required in the piano book. Because students are different today. The method books were written for students probably of a much earlier time and they have not been updated yet. But that doesn't mean that you can't use them. It's just that we have to be a little bit creative in how we use these materials. And we have to expand our abilities a bit by doing some research. And the internet is full of resources and we shouldn't really stop at you know what is in front of us. We should also try to seek out for other ways of teaching. Thank you for joining my adventures and I hope that you have learned something new. Feel free to connect with me on my social media handles, share the music, email me at sharethemusic at gmail.com or visit my website sharethemusic.org. I can't wait to hear from you and see you soon in the next episode.